You're listening to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nikita. And we're so excited to discuss all things weddings with you. Yes, we'll be covering trends, practical planning tips and more. And of course, we'll have a few special guests along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Hi everyone, we hope that your wedding planning is going smoothly so far and that you are getting a lot of tasks ticked off your wedmin to-do list. Yes, and one of those tasks is to find your wedding photographer, which brings us to today's episode. Absolutely. Today we will be discussing all things wedding photography and specifically how to choose your wedding photographer or photographers. So to help us out, we've got two special guests today. Yes, and they've recently won our Guides for Brides Customer Service Award in the wedding photographer category for the second year running. So they're the perfect people to advise you on the best way to find and choose your wedding photographer. Completely. So please welcome Sam and Steve from Sam and Steve Photography. Hi guys. Hi guys. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Hi to you both. Before we dive into this episode, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. Sam, ladies first. (laughs) Hi, my name's Sam. Um, We're a husband and wife team um, and uh, we work together um, for every wedding that we do. Um, And uh, this is my husband, Steve. Correct, I'm Steve. Yes, so uh, we're a husband (laughs) and wife team. (laughs) We've actually been married longer than we we photograph weddings as well. But uh, yeah, Yeah, so we're uh, still together. We're still together, yeah. So uh, (laughs) we both um, um, sort of worked in the corporate world for a number of years before we got sick of that lifestyle. And uh, we've been wedding photographers now for getting on for. 11 years now I think wow super experienced then hopefully (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great thank you both we're really looking forward to chatting more about wedding photography with you today yes and with that let's get started so Sam and Steve where would you suggest that couples start when it comes to looking for and finding their wedding photographer? I mean, there's numerous places to start, but I guess one of the first places would be a, 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 a listing site. And obviously, Guide to Rides being the best one for that, really. Um, you know, so you, you list a huge number of photographers and you break them down by different styles and geographies and prices. So that would be a great place to start in, in my opinion. Um, Obviously, these days, social media is so important. So uh, Facebook, but in- increasingly now Instagram is a is a key place to look for photographers and, and you know, use those hashtags that, that sort of relevant to you, to your geography, to your location. But there's also some dedicated um, uh, sort of websites for wedding photographers that sort of list types of mm. photographers, whether they're more sort of documentary style or more sort of fine art. So there's a number of listing sites like that as well. Anything else we've missed, Sam? Not that I can think of, no. Oh, and of course, reviews. Reviews are really important as well. So obviously reviews on, on your side, but also reviews on Facebook, uh, Google as well. You know, look at look at the reviews because yeah. you, know, you want somebody that's experienced and knows what they're doing, I guess, at your wedding, really. And, and, and those reviews are so important. Of course. And a good way to find an experienced photographer is to look for those that are award winning. Um, and if you do have an award, I mean, it's it's depending on... So you guys have an award. You have a Guide to Brides Customer Service Award. You've got two yeah, of two. them. <laughs> um, so when you are looking for awards, what kind of photography awards are out there that you could possibly look for? I mean, I guess customer service is quite a good one to look for because it, it shows you how they treat their customers. Um but are there any other photography awards that you would recommend keeping an eye out for? So um, there's a number of, of uh, awards that are geared towards the wedding industry. There's one called Weddison, which is, um, you know, it's a 
great sort of um, great photographers from around the world actually, and their their sort of images are much more sort of geared towards sort of the the fine art, the highly sort of choreographed images, shall we say. Uh, for people like us who are more on the documentary side of weddings, there's uh, photographers keeping it real, um, and they have a subset called brides keeping it real, which is all about mm-hmm. real photography. Um, and the other one as well is this is reportage. It's another good one as well. Uh, again, which is all sort of reportage type photography. Great. And I think when you're just starting out as a photographer, um, you you do take a lot of styled shoot images, don't you? So how can you, would you recommend seeing um, a photographer's wedding images before um, you, you go and investigate them further? Um, yes, um, <clears throat> definitely. Um, there's so many things to consider, I think, when you're thinking about it. A photographer for your wedding because um, you need to feel very comfortable um, and looking at the styles lots of lots of people when you start talking to them um, about photography haven't even considered um, the style that, that they're possibly looking at they haven't even thought or, or, or realized that there are different styles of photography to, to look at um, so um, actually thinking about what you would like out of your photos is 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 very 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 important absolutely and uh, and the the, the key point i think is is real weddings um you know you see Mm. some fantastic images that are taken you know on the top of a mountain overlooking cliff you know with smoke and everything all around you know but to do that in a real wedding i guess particularly here in oxfordshire would be would be unrealistic you know so (laughs) so to actually you know to see to see a real wedding because taking photos on the day when you've got time pressures, you've got the weather, you've got, you know, um, wedding planners want to keep the day moving, all those things. It's completely different to doing that in a, to doing, taking photos in a style shoot when you can control everything on the day. So always ask your photographer to show a real wedding. A real wedding, yeah. Um, style shoots are so <laughs> posed um, and not, they're, they're just made up. So they're not how they work on the day. No. So it's, it's very, very different. Absolutely. And you mentioned that obviously couples might not know what style of photography they want to go for. And obviously there are so many different styles of photography. Um, can you explain some of the different styles and the differences between them? Sure. And, and, and when we do wedding fairs, you remember those guys? <laughs> uh, it's one of the things that people normally normally ask about. So, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of styles, really, but just to summarise a few, really, there's the sort of traditional wedding photographer or the classic type of wedding photographer that will probably be a photographer that may photograph other things as well and then just do weddings as part of their work, really. And they would take um, a sort of a balanced view of you know, a few pose photos, a few observational type photos. Then there is the documentary reportage style of photographer, which is where we're mostly geared towards. Um, and they're photographers that really emphasise telling the story of the day. So emphasising on what, you know, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how of the wedding, really, as opposed to, you know, heavily choreographed images. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um and sort of a fusion of those really, which is perhaps more where we, we sort of go these days, is to balance that with, of course, some portraits of the couple, of course, some group shots, but not making a drama out of those. Mm. You know, not, you know, right. A yeah. lot of couples say we don't want to spend hours posing. You know, we want to enjoy the day. Definitely. Um, you tend to find as well a lot of the time that the couples, um, a lot of couples that we tend to deal with don't want any or many posed photos. They just want po- photos that 
of the day but it's the family that say oh you need to get that shot you need to get that shot and we need to get these the picture of these while that while you've got everybody together so it's family pressure um wanting more of the pose type shots than than the actual couple themselves and then of course there is the fine art style of photography which is great uh and you see a lot of that particularly around the university here in oxford you mm. know with so great photoshop creations which are which are fantastic uh and look awesome they do take a lot of work on the day though that's that's an important thing to bear in mind and I guess the last thing is that we're seeing increasingly now is that couples are looking to sort of one-stop shop with both photo and video, um, you know, sort of uh, like a hybrid shooter, which is something we've started doing more of. So they get, you know, f- photography and a little bit of video from the day as opposed to having a separate videographer. Um, so that's another thing to think about as well. I guess as well, when it's like you say, Sam, you kind of you kind of need to think about what you are wanting out of it. Uh, if you're quite happy to to spend a couple of hours doing some really amazing shots and posing and getting all these lights and all that sort of stuff going, go for it. Why absolutely. not? No, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's knowing what you want as a couple, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've even been to, to weddings where um, as, as guests where that has been the case. Um, and it's, it's because that's what they've actually wanted and and it's just so different and it's I think I think it's becoming increasingly more popular for um, couples to want something that bit more relaxed and not as posed as you see you used to see that all of the time Um, for instance years ago a photographer would turn up he'd be at the church he'd take the photos at the church he'd take some group shots when you got outside he'd go and cut the uh, photograph you cutting the cake and then he'd go and you don't, you very rarely see that these days. The, the good thing is, if you look on, on your directory, for instance, there's lots of photographers doing all the different things. So there's plenty mm. of choice for whatever style of photographer the couple want, really. The key thing is, is to think about what you want, really, because there are lots of different approaches. So obviously, every couple has a different planning timeline. Um, but on average, how far in advance of the wedding do couples book your photography services? You know, is there a certain timescale that you'd recommend? Uh, well, um, we tend to be booked more or less as soon as the venue's been booked. So quite early on in the in the planning process, we're one of the early things because we're one of the big expenses. Sure. Um, we tend to be uh, fairly on fairly fairly early on in the process that people tend to book us. Another sure. thought. Another thought would be if if uh, the couple want a second shooter. So if they booked a photographer that works on their own, but the couples would like a second photographer. Um, then mm. they have to go out and find that second photographer. They need to make sure that they're available as well. Uh, so some photographers, even though we always work together, some photographers often work with another photographer, but then you've got two diaries to check. So again, it's, right, yeah, right, sure. you know, it's why it's important to check that early, really. Yeah, so the earlier the better, really, I guess I would is, say so, is yes. the point. And in terms of when a couple is inquiring and they're trying to get a, a quote from you, what kind of information will a photographer need to give them an accurate idea of what it's going to cost them? Um, well, first of all, how long do you want the photographer there for? You know, normally, we, mm-hmm. we're there, you know, from our put, from point of view, we're there from prep all the way through to after first dance. But some couples just want a limited, particularly in the current world right now, want a limited number of, co- of hours coverage, which is fine. So how long do you want the photographer there for uh, would be a first thing to think about, really. And then the second thing I, w- I would really encourage couples to think about is what do you want as a final result? You know, um, a lot of couples these days say, well, we just want the images. We just want a USB stick or we just want the, the photos on my phone. 
and that's great. But in 10 years' time, who knows what devices we're going to be using? You know, who'd have thought we'd have mm. phones like we have now? So, so um, I'd always encourage couples to think about some kind of printed material, ideally a wedding album, yeah. you know, because that, right. that wedding album will be there for their lifetime. A professional album will be there for their lifetime. They can show it to kids and even the grandkids when they come along, um, <laughs> you know, or wall-mounted items as well. They're things that you can put on the wall. You know, there's some beautiful products out there now. And I think it's really important to think about those items and not just having electronic images, particularly from a longevity point of view. Perfect. And do you, do you think location and like the date of the wedding have an impact on the cost of, of your wedding photographer? I mean, you can talk from your own perspective, but also if, if you do know in general. Um, not really. Um, we don't, our, our charges don't really vary much throughout the year whether it be Christmas or in the summer we tend to charge the same fee um, mm-hmm. some photographers will charge more during the summer um, because obviously that's the most popular time of year for for weddings um, of course. but um, but it yeah it, it varies mm-hmm. it really does vary across the board yeah, it does I think from <laughs> our point of view whether weddings on a on a Wednesday in November or a Saturday in August the work that we do is still the same you know we're there for the yeah. For the for the duration, we've got to edit the photos, we've got to produce them. So, um, so f- from our point of view, no. But I know a lot of the photographers do do have different thoughts on that. Now, do you have any advice for couples who might be a bit nervous about having their wedding photos taken? You know, they're a bit camera shy. They're not quite sure what it's going to be like. <laughs> like most people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> most most couples we have. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to say book a documentary photographer, aren't I? Because that's what we are. But um, but in all seriousness, um, it's something to talk to your photographer about. You know, most photographers have, or should have an understanding of some basic poses. You know, what to do with your hands is the, is the key one. Um, yeah, because I always put my hands in weird positions. I mean, Amelia and I were filming some reels the other day, and I literally I moved my hand, and it was like sitting at this most awful <laughs> position on my hip. And we just we ended up laughing for about twenty minutes about it, but it was one of those things where you're like, "Oh God, is that going to show up in my photos? Am I going to do that on my wedding day? Oh God, what am I going to do?" It is an important thing, and Steve has a real bugbear about that, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it's it if you really think about it, if you're if you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing with your arms or with your hands or anything, you're not looking comfortable on the photos no, either. Absolutely. So it's important from that perspective as well so um we kind of say you know guys either hold your hands together put your hands in your pockets ladies put your hand on the the elbow of the person next to you so that you've you've got you look as if you've you know you're actually doing something with your hand and it's not just dangling Mm. in in the air Mm. um and and it does really make a difference and and an engagement shoot or a pre-wedding shoot's a really good idea as well we're heavily into that right now i did two at the weekend and uh um, it's just um, you know we just take an hour where we just meet up with a couple and we just have a bit of fun really we try and make them laugh uh, we go for a little walk somewhere uh, we act the fool a little bit but it relaxes people and, and they also then get to know us how things will be on the day yes what to do with your hands we talk about some basic poses it, it um, get, it, they, they get an idea of what to expect mm. on the wedding day so yeah. it's not just straight in on the day then yeah. which is it's good for them and so many couples have said to us haven't they in the past mm. that they it really has made them feel relaxed and know Absolutely. what to expect yeah, yeah. Um, for their wedding day. So it's one thing less they've got to worry about. Mm. It's also a good chance to touch base as well, you know, because typically you do them a few weeks before the wedding. So, you know, anything else we need to know, anything changed, you know, anything, it's just a good catch-up session as well, really. 
So, I'm a bride and I've fallen in love with your work and decided, yes, I want to book Sam and Steve photography. Now, what can I expect for that booking process? Okay, well, thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we would normally have a call like this uh, or when things allow, you know, have a coffee or or a Coke somewhere and just talk through the day. Um, and then, um, like a, all good professional photographers, we have a contract. So we go through what's in, involved in that, uh, you know, who does what, um, in the unlikely event, unfortunately, of a cancellation, how that's, you know, how that's handled, really. Um, and we issue a quotation, obviously. There is a booking fee, uh, which reserves the day, uh, and the final balance is end due typically a month before the wedding, which is, I think, fairly standard for most um, wedding industries. Uh, and we do all that online now. So we move to an online studio management program so we don't have to send paper out contracts they can do all that do all that online and we also ask for a questionnaire and the questionnaire is you know we don't need it on the day but we need it nearer the time the questionnaire is you know where do we need to be at what time who's doing what what's the phone numbers what's the couple's names all that kind of thing really so yeah but we try and make it as painless as possible really (laughs) yeah totally i mean the one thing we we've kind of gathered about wedding photographers in in general and I mean this is a generalization that they really do look after their couples you you want to feel comfortable with your photographer I mean you're going to be spending quite a lot of the day with them aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. and and it's, it's it's like I say to to the couples when when we're talking to them you know we are with them for a very long time but I'm also I'm seeing a bride in quite a state of undress in the morning when she's getting herself ready Mm. so you need to feel comfortable with whoever's taking your photos and as well during the day generally because if you're if you're not comfortable with your photographer you're going to be worrying about where he is or she is and Mm. what they're doing and it's taking away from your enjoyment in the day because you're Mm. more focused on what he's or what they're doing than enjoying yourself and and spending time with your guests. That's a really good point. I think Mm. the the first time you meet your wedding photographer shouldn't be on your wedding day. You know, you should have a conversation with them. You should get to know them over Zoom now, Teams and all these things which are so easy to do now. But ideally, you know, meet them and have a cup of coffee with them, get to know them as people and see if you click. Um, you know, yeah. you've got to, as Sam says, you've got to feel comfortable around the people, really. Completely. Amelia, did you, um, how, how was your booking process with your wedding photographer? Yeah, my, mine was good. We had a in-person meeting. This was a, a few years ago now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we had an in-person meeting with our photographer um, just to talk about, you know, what we were looking for, get to know each other. Um talk a little bit about how the day was going to run um so yeah I think it's really important to have that initial relationship with your photographer prior to your wedding day it's so important yeah. yeah you know I think you know we, we could be photographing at the venue for the 20th time but it's the first time we photograph that couple's wedding yeah and that's the important thing to, to understand really yeah. and, and there may be differences about about everything. them, about the yeah. family. There might be some family connections we need to know about. Or every m- every yeah. wedding, no matter how many weddings you photograph at one venue, every single wedding is totally different. Completely. Because they have yeah. their own <laughs> ideas, they have their own way they want the day to run. Um, and it, it is, it, every every single wedding is totally, totally different to any mm. other one you've done. It's, it's it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's annoying that they can't like that the listeners can't see this passion that's coming through on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it's the best. Uh, I I think this is one of the best jobs in the world. I absolutely love what we do. I really do. You meet so many interesting people. 
um, and you're being such a, a, I mean, you're only a small part, but you are a small part in what is one of the most important days of this couple's life. Um, and just being a part of it is just absolutely amazing. I, th- I think you've got to like people to be a wedding photographer. If you don't like people, you're in the wrong job, really. <laughs> you know, I know it sounds a silly thing to say, but but it's not just clicking a, <laughs> clicking a button and pointing it at people. You actually like talking to people and, and being a little bit nosy in a funny kind of way, yeah. you know, just to listen to what they're saying on the day and looking for candidates and things. And I think as well, yeah. just getting to know the people because um, it's, it's like yeah. the way we work um, I start with the bride in the morning and um, the bridesmaids and the bride's family and the, sometimes the groom's mother is there as well um, and just getting to know them and getting to know their personalities um, I think if you can get to know them as, as much as you can you can help bring their personalities out in the photos as well for sure, I guess if you know how to make them laugh, you're going to be able to make them smile when you're taking the phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been I've been known to tie a tie around my head on the dance floor. Oh, before yeah, like, uh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is cringing as we speak. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, some of the, some of the positions he's been in on the dance floor in the evening is just. I mean, there was there was one f- particular photo that I've got in my head at the moment where, they, where there was um, some youngsters on the dance floor and they were really being silly and they'd obviously had a few to drink um and one of them was kind of spread eagled um still dancing and standing up he literally goes down on the floor in between these person's legs to get a photo (laughs) (laughs) and i'm thinking really it's all about the angle (laughs) (laughs) so so i don't know if that answers the question nikita really but i think you know it's very much all about you know treating them it's their day it's not it's not it's not just another booking for us it's their day it's their wedding and we want to do anything we can you know in our in our power to make it a fantastic day for them really so sam and steve you also offer live streaming at weddings um which is really cool and i guess in the last couple of years you know really important especially if you have um a reduced guest list or you can't have everyone there that you want to you know there's such a great way to incorporate those people um do you have any tips for couples who might want to incorporate live streaming into their wedding sure and uh, you know i wrote an article for your uh, for your yeah. website on, on this which is a good place to go as well that is linked in the show notes everyone linked in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess it's something which has arisen obviously because of because of covid really and um um, you know, it, it just occurred to us as this could be a way to help couples out, really. So we've probably streamed about 15, 16 weddings now. Yes. Um, Amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's something different. Uh, you know, we would hope we never have to do another one again in some respects. But if, you know, this is kind of uh, the, the way things are at the moment, and as you say, for friends and family that can't travel for whatever I, reason. I actually think that it's not going to disappear. Mm. I think it will No, continue. I don't think it will either. Because, I mean, m- in my case, for example, my family are dotted all over the world, and I cannot imagine every single person is going to be able to afford to fly to the UK, even in normal times. So, you know, live streaming is probably going to be quite big for me and I'm sure there's other yeah. people out there who are going to have the same experience. And also if you've got elderly family that that can't travel, um yeah, it's a yeah. way of them yeah. being able to watch without and be involved without actually having to be there. I guess in terms of consideration the first thing you need to think about is you're going to need to have internet access. Which yeah. can be a problem sometimes. I streamed a wedding <laughs> a few weeks ago uh, in a in a in a church uh, in the middle of in a village in Oxfordshire and I checked beforehand to see if there was phone coverage. 
And when I got there, there was no signal whatsoever in the church. <laughs> oh, but thankfully, I had an iPad, and I was able to sort of tether it with the iPad. The iPad works. So, so you do need to have internet, whether the venue's got Wi-Fi or if it's a church, if there's phone signal, because without internet, you can't stream, obviously. Um, and then I think the next thing to think about is, do you want to just do a broadcast? In other words, it's an outside broadcast, and you're going out over Facebook or Facebook Live, as you guys do, or, or YouTube, mm-hmm. in which case it's an event that you're broadcasting. Or would you actually like it to make it a bi-directional thing where you can actually interact with your uh, guests who are on the stream at the end of the ceremony? And, of course, you can do that with things like Zoom, as we are now. Uh, So a number of the streams that we've done, we've actually done it over Zoom in that way. Then at the end of the ceremony, the couple have come over and waved at all their family and everybody's, you know. uh, So there's that consideration as well. Um, If you're thinking of doing it yourself, which is an option with, with phones and GoPros and things, don't forget the importance of audio, because you can get a, you can get video quite easily, but getting decent audio is difficult, and you won't be able to hear what the bride and groom or the or the couple should I say are saying, um, and what ideally what the celebrant is saying as well. And, and the, the key thing with audio is to get the microphone close to the source of, of sound. So you know mm-hmm. we use a number of wireless microphones that we connect up together, so we can make sure the couples are heard really. Um, so that's a key consideration as well, the importance of audio really. Um, and finally, I guess if if you're going to have somebody streaming uh, the wedding, you know, if you've got a photographer and a videographer as well, how are all those people going to interact on the day really, and how they're all going to do what? Um, yeah. um, there's something to bear in mind as well. And just out of interest, would that would that be if you if you are having a videographer and a photographer for your wedding and you are live streaming it, um, how how would you do that? Would you have to do all the coordinating, or would you just introduce them to each other and they'll the professionals will handle it? How, what's your advice there? Um, so when I've I've done a number of streams for other photographers and videographers on the day really, and uh, uh, you know they take precedent in my opinion. You know the, the photographer's mm-hmm. got to got to capture the image, the videographer's got to get the footage really. So I make sure I don't get in the way. Um, mm. You know, if I'm if I'm doing a, a stream where I've got several cameras set up, you know, they're on tripods, they're set, they're pre-focused, they just run. I'm not there manning them. I'm not getting in the shots. And from an audio point of view, if the videographer's mic'd up, the uh, you know the couple. I try and make sure I don't you know sort of get in the way with that. Really, I might just have a little clip on wireless microphone. But to me, the you know the, the it's photographer, videographer, then stream in that in that order. You know, they, they, they have the biggest responsibilities mm. on the day, really. Um, if the stream, you know, breaks up a couple of times, so be it. But if I get in the way of the wedding photos, I'm always in the way of the wedding photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I was listening to your podcast um, the other ah. day about your about your live stream. Um, well, it worked out in the end, but your, your sort of semi-nightmare live stream <laughs> recently... <laughs> It was quite stressy, yes, because as I say, we'd, we'd, we'd agreed for this couple who'd got a photographer uh, that we were going to stream at, uh, um, at a, well, it's just me, in fact, at, at a church. And we'd been away on holiday the week before, so it was literally the day we came back. And I'd, uh, as I say, checked phone coverage from a phone on EE, because there's no internet, of course, in a church. And when I got there, um, um, the village had set up a TV screen in the churchyard, so the whole, the whole of the village was going to watch my feed. Uh, coming over YouTube, uh, so you know, sort of stress levels went up a little bit then. Um, and then the way I work is I use a special camera called Amiibo, which connects to the phone and does all the, inter- the streaming magic stuff. And I have it on a monopod, and I use my phone, and the phone provides the wireless signal. But 
there was no no phone signal, um, so it was okay. And it, you know, the important thing, the key point really is that you used to have a backup plan, really. And because yeah. I had an iPad, and the iPad was on a different wire, uh, phone network to the, to the phone, I got that to connect. I had to hold it in a certain angle and not move for an hour. An hour, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is quite <laughs> which is quite heavy. Um, and I think it dropped a couple of times. This is going over YouTube, and of course, there's obviously an internet delay as well, where it's bounced around the world and off a few satellites and things. But the best bit really for me was when the, the couple had a kiss, the 15 people in the church had a round of applause. And then 30 seconds later, we heard people outside cheer and do a round of applause <laughs> as well. So, so I knew it was working. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I guess it was kind of weird as well to leave then and leave the photographer doing the group photos. But, you know, that's, that's how it works when you're streaming. Uh, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but is there a point in time where you would recommend a couple definitely choose to book a second shooter? Well, it, 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 again, it depends on what they want out of the photos on the day. Um, mm. And bearing in mind that photographer can only be in one place at one time. So if you want certain points caught on fo- by photos you are going to have to have a second shooter because you know he's going to he or she is going to miss something along the way by not being um there and things like um when father sees the bride for the first time because more often than not he'll have he or she will have already gone to where the vent to the venue to get themselves set up ready um for her arriving because that's kind of thing that happens quite close to as um, when the bride's ready to leave mm. to go to the venue um so things like that and and just the moments with father in the car um and, and at the venue sometimes because the the uh, photographer's already inside um ready um set up for when she comes into the church um it's things like that that possibly won't be caught because they as i say they can't be in two places at the same time absolutely and yeah. um if you do want that sort of full coverage of prep of both couple of both people of you know both couples um then um often they're getting ready in different places yeah totally uh, different. Uh, it could be sort of 30 or 40 miles apart so if you want coverage of the bride and the groom or the bride and the bride or the groom and the groom however it is getting ready two photographers then is a great idea because yeah. they're not constantly shuttling back and forth with a single shooter you tend to find that the um the groom doesn't get photographed when he's getting ready in the morning because the the um the, the photographer's focusing on the bride because mm. she's obviously for obvious well, reasons yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i normally end up doing the groom prep and i've been to you know uh, turkish barbers um, awesome! Clay, clay That's going to be shoots. great shots. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wincing a bit when they do the wax bit, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, all those kind of things. And I think also going back to coverage of the ceremony, particularly if it's in a church. Now, many vicars these days, for good reasons, are quite strict about photographers and what they can and what they can't do. They've had a lot of bad experiences from uh, photographers sort of getting in the way. Um, and a lot of vicars these days will say, okay, you can come to the front, but you can't move. You've got to stay where you are. I don't want you moving around. I don't want you distracting. Uh, and I don't want you photographing, for instance, during the ceremonies. I don't want to hear click, 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 during the speeches, during the vows, should I say. Um, so having two photographers then is really useful because you can have one, as we do, Sam is at the back of the church normally getting that view from from down the aisle, looking at the couple when they face each other. I'm normally uh, sitting on the floor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I and I can get the sort of you know the if you like the normal view of the of the couple from the side. Um, so that's where another shooter is is useful, I think, really. 
Um, and again, things like speeches, you know, one person can photograph the speeches, another person can look at people's reactions in the uh, in, in the speech, you know, people laughing and hugging or whatever. Yeah, hopefully um, that way you're, you're not missing yeah, odd moments. Absolutely. Um, but I think if you are going to have a photographer with a, a second shooter, then I would ask, you know, if it's a couple like us that always work together, then great. If you're going to ask another photographer and say, I do want a second shooter, then ask if they normally work with one. Because, um, you know, what you don't want to guess on the day is a photographer working with somebody they've never worked with before and don't know, you know, don't know how to get in, out of each other's shots or get in the way of each other. Or even if they use completely different camera brands and processing the images might be difficult because they've got one Canon and one Nikon or something like that, you know. Those are all things to think about, really, if you are thinking of, of booking a photographer with a second shooter. Yeah, I mean, I had two photographers for my wedding. Um, and like you, they were also a husband and wife duo. Okay. <laughs> um, so they naturally worked really well together. Um, and again, for those same reasons, that's why I choose to have two photographers. Um, I wanted different angles of the ceremony. We could capture both the bride and the groom getting ready. Um, you know, we had a lot of guests there as well. Um, so it was really great. We also wanted a lot of photos. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that was perfect for us to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's little minutes, like Steve said, when you're in the church. If you've only got one photographer, um, they're going to be moving around a bit during the ceremony um, to capture different angles during the ceremony. And that detracts from what's happening between the bride and groom because um, just by nature, people will look to see... Yeah. because he's moving so it just detracts from what's going on really we we want our aim really is when we work with our couples is in years to come i want them to forget about us or at least forget what we did at the, on the day but remember the mm -hmm. photos we don't want them to remember oh the photographer got in the way of this photographer got in the way of that or whatever we don't we absolutely don't want that so that's where two mm -hmm. second shoot you know, two shooters can be useful on that basis because he just you know minimizes the need to keep moving around to keep uh, distracting people yeah exactly um and capturing a wedding is obviously so, so important to couples, you know, to capture it perfectly. You know, those pictures will sit on their mantelpieces or, you know, framed on their walls for years and years. So they are obviously important. Um, but how would you know when you found the perfect photographer for you? It's a very difficult question. It I is do appreciate that. that is a, it, is. <laughs> it's, 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 it is clicking. Um, it's, it's feeling comfortable. Um, it's being able to just, it's, it's like being a friend, I suppose, even though you don't know each other perfectly well. Um, it's just being, it's feeling comfortable. It's being able to talk to them, um, have a laugh with them. Um, I mean, <laughs> we've been to weddings in the past, a few years ago now, where um, photographers like been st stood round the side of the room not got involved, not joined in, and just watched at the end. And he'll have missed so much mm. because he wasn't. And and I just think just being able to laugh and joke with people, um, it, it continues to help them feel relaxed. Mm. Um, and, yeah, just... On, on the, the frame bit, I mean, uh, looking on some of our weddings now, so... One of the weddings we photographed, uh, the, the groom is now our accountant. Um, uh, at, le at, least, at least three of them are golf buddies of mine now. Uh, so, you know, uh, so it can happen. But I think, you know, I, I wrote something down actually on this, and I don't know if it sounds a bit cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, in years to come, you might not remember what the photographer did or what they said, but you will always remember how you felt when you first saw your wedding photos. 
Yeah. And to me, that's it. That's mm. that sums yeah, it up, really. That's so you know, true. It's it's how you feel about your photos is so important, really. Sam and Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been absolutely fabulous talking to you both about wedding photography. You know so much. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for having us, guys, and uh, hopefully see you soon. That's great. Well, we we loved hearing your insights and it's been wonderful. Yeah, definitely. And if you would like to find out more about this award-winning duo, you can find their Guide to Brides listing in the show notes and the link to their own podcast if you'd like to listen to that as well. And as always, we've popped some relevant blogs in there as well. So uh, you can find the link to our photography listings in general there as well. Um, And they'll hopefully be able to help you find your perfect photographer. Yes, and that's it for today's episode. Um, But don't worry, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time. And in the meantime, of course, you can follow us on social media at Guides for Brides. Thanks so much for joining us today. Bye. Bye!